You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Um, this has been a tough year, too, like I said. You know, kids can't go to the mall right now. They can't be around other students. Uh, I compliment our players for being really disciplined. We haven't had COVID issues, so they've been doing things the right way. And one of the biggest selling points of this place is, is playing in front of a sea of red, and we haven't even had an opportunity to do that. So it's it's been a tough year, but it starts with us making sure we get the right kids. Uh, I also think in this day and age, there's a little more impatience. I was fairly high, highly ranked guy coming out of high school. I didn't play until my fourth year of college. That That's not unusual. Still worked out pretty well. Uh, but, but a lot of kids now, if, it, if it's not working immediately, get impatient. And we, we try to teach our guys patience as far as that and resilience as far as that goes too. And we're back here on the Husker Line Show. Final segment of the show, as you heard, head coach Scott Frost is really talking about the, the recruiting process and uh, their approach with guys, as, as we all know, we talked about it earlier in the show, five Florida recruits from 2020 have left. And joining us now to talk recruiting, uh, filling in for Nate Klaus here this week on the Husker Online Show, Husker Online's own Brian Munson. And Brian, um, it, it, it's been a ride. I mean, you covered this 2020 class from the onset. Did you see anything at all that would have led you to believe we could see five of these Florida kids gone before Christmas in Lincoln? No. I mean, that's <clears throat> it's extraordinary. Um, obviously, it's a, it was a very talented group that they put together in that 2020 class. You know, high, you know, high, uh, headlined by Keyshawn Green, I think, was probably the guy that I would have said probably was that one player out of the Florida class that, that seemed like he would have been an impact guy, but was obviously one of the first ones to leave, the latest ones being Delancey, and of course, uh, the news today with Marcus Fleming uh, no longer being around with the team. I personally did not see this coming. I felt like obviously there were maybe a couple of indicators, you know, when it came to signing day last year uh, and having to wait on Jaden Francois, um, you know, but Henry Gray getting in when he get, got in and, and him committing and decommitting, I, I really didn't see that all of this kind of happening. I mean, Honestly, I mean, you still had we had seven total guys in the 2020 class. You still have Marvin Scott. You still have Tatum Lynham. Um, I, I think Marvin Scott still is going to be probably one of the better ones that would have come out of that entire group in the in, in the first place. But you lose all of that talent, and uh, it's just it's very difficult because it's obviously where Coach Fisher has his uh, has his pipeline to, and a lot of play you know where he spent a lot of time trying to go ahead and get guys. I'll say this, Brian, when you mentioned those five names, correct me if I'm wrong, but Henry Gray was the only one that was a longtime recruit for Nebraska. The others were really late ads. I'm not even sure all of them took their visits to Lincoln or spent any time in Lincoln at that point. And I think if we're learning anything, if you're taking a kid from South Florida and bringing him into Nebraska that late in the game and they're not familiar mm. with what they're walking into, it's a huge gamble. Yeah, no, I agree. I, Dorancy and Gray were about the same time frame, I think a week or two in difference. But otherwise, you're talking about guys that they were taking their official visits in November or later. And I, I agree with you completely. Uh, you you start cutting into this time frame where you just you're 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 playing. You're playing some unknowns. You're playing some unknowns about the kid. You're playing some unknowns, obviously, that you're trying to sell to the player. Uh, this year it's even more complicated, 
right? Because you have the COVID thing that's kind of hanging out there over your head. So you're, you're having these virtual visits and you're having to base everything on the unknown and what you can do virtually to kind of sell everything. But I think when it comes to this Florida group, this is a huge wake-up call. I think somebody put it best on when it came to the board. What is the bigger failure for Nebraska? Is it Calabrasco or Florabrasca? I, I, I'd say right now at this moment, it, it's it's tough to kind of decide. I, I would say that losing these five guys of the 2020 class, because I think 2020 class is still going to be a big hit, mainly because of the offensive line guys that, that I think are going to be immediate contributors or, or place them uh, immediately here in the next year or two. I think that those guys are there are going to help out with putting this class over the top, but losing these five guys out of that class definitely takes some shine and luster off the class overall. And Brian, you offer some unique perspective. Number one, you played college football years ago at Kearney, but you've got a son that played high school ball in Dallas that moved to Nebraska to play college ball this year as a freshman at UNK. And they're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic there. And they, they're not, they've only played, they only got to play a couple of games this year at UNK. That's I right. mean, just from when you talk to your son and freshman that came into a place like Nebraska from out of state, what are some of the things you hear from him that some of these kids are dealing with when you literally cut off the entire social scene for the most part for these kids that maybe move from out of state to Nebraska? Yeah, it's, it's tough because. A lot of the kids, of course, that he, he did catch up with and that he's, you know, that become friends with. Obviously, UNK has a huge recruiting presence into into Colorado. Um, not so much either into into Lincoln or Omaha, despite the fact that, of course, one of the few Lincoln uh, players are, is his roommate out of Lincoln Southwest. Um, it's it's difficult because uh, they have to bubble up. They had to bubble up even since the summer when he arrived on campus in July. They were, you know, subject to monitoring systems. They had that uh, little kind of uh, head reader for temperature as soon as they walked into the facility. Social distancing was a huge concern. Um, but then they also had, you know, these situations where uh, it, the discipline, uh, and Scott Frost kind of mentioned it there in, in the intro bit, where these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're 18, 19, 21, 22-year-old kids. And, and what they've got to do, the sacrifices that they have to make to basically stay eligible and not get, not get sick and, and not have these, the, the contact, you know, with a, with a person that even potentially has come in contact with another person, not even to say that they've been positive. It requires a, a lot of discipline. Uh, and, and obviously they're going through a, a very rigorous amount of kind of getting tested. My son even more so than others, because obviously he got hurt. And he's had to take, you know, a number of COVID tests that he said were obviously very, very uncomfortable for him to have to go ahead and do. And uh, it's, it, it just, it says a lot about a kid right now that wants to play the game of football with what, what it is they're having to deal with over and over and over again. We're talking here to Brian Munson. Now let's shift over, Brian, to this 2021 recruiting class. Uh, Nebraska appeared to kind of mutually part ways with Ladarius Webb this week. Not a huge surprise considering uh, Nate Klaus had internal talk uh, here on Husker Line a couple weeks back that correspondence between Webb and the staff had almost been cut off for the entire season. I, I guess, you know, for, from my perspective, um, and I think that maybe what we're kind of getting back to, it seemed, it, it looked like a bit of a, of, of, a, of a reach. And I don't think necessarily that people are going to go ahead and look at the film and, and say, oh, this was a total reach and whatever. I thought there were a couple bright spots there, obviously, on Webb's film. 
But it, I think what it really comes down to is that you didn't have to make this move, in my opinion, when it came to this class. I, I think when you still look at this group and you, and you have, you know, a, a Malik Williams that's in there that, that's that kind of longer cornerback and you, you just didn't feel, you know, and, and, and Marcus Buford that's obviously in there as well, you just don't have a, a, a huge overwhelming need to kind of go ahead and get another corner for the sake of, of, of taking another corner. And, and and I think Kobe Bretz is clearly going to be that, that safety guy that's going to play the, the safety position uh, in, in Lincoln. But I mean, you start looking at Malik and you start looking at Buford, very similar in size, 5'11", six foot, longer arms, going to play a lot taller, you know, but guys that I think that can play either to the field or to the boundary, very skilled guys. Um, and obviously I think that, you know, you start talking about guys that are coming out of Buford, Georgia. We of course know quite a bit about that already with, with Ronald Tompkins. Uh, he's not the only guy in the class, of course, from Buford, Georgia. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about Gabe Irvin, the running back also being there from the, from the, from the state of Georgia. I think that this is, this is what it comes down to is just not, the, not having a need. There's obviously the potential for an Avanti Dickerson rumor or two to kind of get flared up again right here as well. And, and I think that that's probably – there probably is still is some smoke there when it comes to that situation. I'm sure Nebraska hasn't put that one away. Put that one away. Um, but I, I don't think necessarily that there was a need to have another guy like Webb in the class. Well, lots to follow here as – Brian, can't believe it, but we are less than three weeks away – from signing day and it will be here before we know it so thank you very much brian for taking some time out here with us today that sounds great thank you so much buddy all right much more to come as we'll have full coverage from west lafayette uh with nebraska and purdue this weekend robin will have you covered on basketball and brian and nate and mike and the team will have you covered on everything you need to know with recruiting thanks again for joining us this week on husker online your authority on nebraska athletics